welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. (laughs) Ooh, that scared me. (laughs) What happened? Like when you get on, it makes this noise and I just wasn't expecting it. It scared me. (laughs) Well, here I am. Excuse me. Shannon's thing last night or am I did I dream that nope it's this weekend oh yep it's this weekend I got my costume my costume accessories came in the mail oh I gotcha mm-hmm. oh, it's this weekend oh girl I'm not on a school night mm-hmm. <laughs> <Could be me. laughs> oh my gosh I love it yeah what's um, the rest of the costume gonna look like I am not sure yet we are doing a, um, she wanted to do, she saw the idea on TikTok, I think, and it's like TV moms or something or celebrity moms, but mm-hmm. she also changed, like, wants to do like hot mess express celebrities too. So if they're not a mom, cause she was thinking about doing like a Britney Spears and her, in her troubled days, <laughs> but, um even though she was a mom to two, but yeah, so I don't know. She wanted to do this whole little thing for her birthday. So we're, um, it's just some girls and she wants everybody to dress up and her friends are coming and it should be fun. So I am being Miss Kim Kardashian West. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got my wig and my glasses and it's either going to be like, I don't know if it's going to be a sweatsuit or if it's going to be something skin tight. I haven't decided yet. Cause I'm, <laughs> How I'm feeling about myself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. So what have you been up to this week with all of your bookings and things? You know, I've just been working a lot and teaching a lot of Reiki certification classes. Um, in between that, just trying to find time for Kyle and <laughs> keeping this happy all that and doing all the rest of the stuff i've got youtube and you know everything so it's we it's funny because the principal at my school talks about this i don't know if it was him that brought it up first or if it was the superintendent one of those important men in my uh school uh industry if you will um talked about how we're always juggling plates and some of them are glass and some of them are like paper or plastic and you obviously some of them are going to fall and typically it's like the paper ones that you want to fall the non-important ones that you can just you know pick up and continue on and you keep the glass ones going um it's kind of this whole thing about you're juggling all these things and you just have to pick you know which ones really you have to keep going and the other things just kind of fall at the side when you're this busy you know so sometimes housework just comes last (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so just gotta do what you gotta do 
I know. Seriously. Now, what I was trying to talk to some of the women at school today about it, because I don't even know. I know we're, we're still in like the thick of Mercury retrograde. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a new moon this weekend. Yes. We just had the full moon in Pisces. Yes. Is the, Are there other planets that are in retrograde right now? Did I hear or read that correctly? I think there's like, what was it, like five or six? I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. The kids have been insane. And I'm like, well, Mercury, Mercury retrograde strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, is that what it is? Isn't there a full moon? And I was like, oh, no, the full moon was like last week. The new moon's coming up, but retrograde is in full effect. Let's see. It says six planets are in retrograde right now. And what that means. Um, it says you probably know about Mercury retrograde um, right now, perhaps blaming all your typos or uh, wait, sorry, lost my, you know, these ads that like pop up all over everything. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. <laughs> Six planets are in retrograde right now, which means the season of reflection is a major one. The next several weeks are going to be about us reopening situations and relationships from the past. The planet. Got time for that. I barely got time for the things in my current, in my present. So no, thank you. Mercury retrograde. <laughs> nope. The planets that are currently moonwalking are community. Uh, Mer- I'm sorry. I know. It's Michael Jackson. Like, what's happening? I know. Uh, in the signs of Libra and Virgo, um, expansive Jupiter and Aries and Pisces. <clears throat> mm. uh, authoritative Saturn is in Aquarius. Um, the Great Awakener Uranus is in Taurus. And five. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uranus. I'm. I'm so. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Um, elusive Neptune is also in Pisces. So you've got Neptune and uh, Jupiter and Aries that are both in retrograde right now. Ooh, five, five, five. Oh, five, five, five. That's the thing I've been seeing for like a month. I know. Over and over, all the time. <clears throat> Very interesting. Still don't know what it. What does it mean? I still don't know what's going to happen with that, but <laughs> I know. And then let's see, there's uh, also transformative. Pluto is in Capricorn. It says um, Pluto will be retrograde until October the 8th, which urges us to embrace our edgier desires. Okay. I mean, sure. Who has time once again? Anyways. Saturn's retrograde ends um, October the 23rd, which allows us to read commitments. Uh, Neptune retrograde will end December the 3rd, giving us a moment oh to check. God. I know. <laughs> that one started back in June. G? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Saturn and Neptune started. <clears throat> I don't need them to get it together. Pluto started at the end of April. Huh. Yeah. So that's why the whole, like, past six months have, has been full of turmoil. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. the collective. <clears throat> Um, let's see. Jupiter retrograde ends November the 24th, pushing us to expand our network and aspirations. Uh, Uranus retrograde <laughs> will last until January of 2023. I mean, we pay self and others who were uh, 
on their own personal growth uh, and spiritual journey. I feel that. Mm. And then um, September 9th became, uh, that started Mercury retrograde and that ends on October the 7th or 2nd, excuse me, helping us to reconnect with ourselves and others. I don't have time to reconnect with anything. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) some sleep would be nice. That's about it. I know, right? Yeah. Hey y'all, it's Christina from the Ghosties Podcast, and I get this question all the time. How can I book a session with you? Head on over to christinathemedium.com. I offer meet your spirit guide sessions, spirit chat phone calls with yours truly, distance Reiki by proxy sessions, as well as Reiki certification classes. If you've been thinking for a while now about jumpstarting your spiritual awakening and healing journey, definitely check out christinathemedium.com or find me on my TikTok channel at Christina the Medium and click on my link tree to book a session. Looking forward to working with each of you. Love y'all. Hey guys, it's Missy. I am going to talk to you real quick about something that I'm absolutely in love with, and that is wine. (laughs) Shocker. Um, I love my wine, sometimes a little too much. My only complaints are all the sugar that they pump into this wine to make it so sweet or so tasty. And not only that, you feel less than zesty the next day if you have a couple too many glasses. However, I found the answer to all that. It is... My favorite, favorite, favorite wine. It has no added sugars and it doesn't leave you feeling like trash the next day. And before you try to stop me and say, oh, I'm not interested in a pyramid scheme, it's not about that. It is about delicious wine that you can order anytime on your own. All you have to do is go to scoutandseller.com slash Missy Stuprich. That's M-I-S-S-Y-S-T-U-P-R-I-C-H. We have cute little cans that are perfect for poolside fun this summer we have some really bold reds we have some delicious dry whites we've got bubbles we've got everything that you could want without the next day regret so don't forget go to scoutandseller.com slash missy stuprich and check out your next big wine obsession <laughs> let's do it <laughs> You like my boop. I just saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I I couldn't think of anything creative tonight. <laughs> I like it. All right, y'all. So we are talking about Shangri La tonight. I was very confused when you mentioned this topic because I've heard of Shangri La. I thought, and then as I looked things up, it like just vomit all over the internet of like. 10 million things you could have been referring to. And I was like, okay, what is, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we talking about? (laughs) I know. Right. Well, first off, this was, this episode was by request. So shout out to Allison. She requested this episode. So this one's for you. Thanks. I know. So like, I was like you, Missy, I had like zero knowledge about Shangri-La going into this episode. Um, Like I had heard of it, but I really didn't know like, anything other than that just the name and that was it so what is Shangri-La so 
So according to the Google, Shangri-La was and is a fictitious place in the Kunlun Mountains that was mentioned in the 1933 novel Lost Horizons by English author James Hilton. Hilton Hilton describes Shangri-La as a mystical, harmonious valley enclosed in the western end of the Kunlun Mountains. Shangri-La has been synonymous with uh, earthly paradise, particularly in the mythical uh, Himalayan utopia, an enduring happy land isolated from the world where one never ages. In the novel, people who live in Shangri-La are almost immortal, living hundreds of thousands of years beyond their lifespan and only slowly aging, if ever, in appearance. In the ancient Tibetan scriptures, um, the existence of seven such places are also mentioned. Uh, I hope I pronounced this correctly. The Kembalung is one of several utopian Bayuls, which is also a hidden land similar to Shangri-La. It's believed to have been created in the ninth century as an idyllic sacred place for refuge for Buddhists during time of strife. So before um, we go further, um, I wanted to let you guys know what I heard from the guys when I asked them about Shangri-La, because I didn't really want to dive in any further into like things that have been written about it by like any psychics or anything until I talked to them. So when I asked the guys if Shangri-La was an actual place, they did say that it is an actual place, but it's not just one, that there are several. They said that there is a Shangri-La basically in uh, the Himalayan mountains, um, like deep in the Himalayan mountains. And they showed me basically um, that the one that's located in the Himalayan mountains used to be above ground in an actual like above ground city. But they said with time and with the changes in atmosphere and pollution that was within that atmosphere, this drove them underground. Um, So they basically showed me like um, this flash of them having like this little tunneled community underneath the original community. They said that there is another Shangri-La like community um, in another mountain range within China. They did give me that name, but they told me not to share it. Um, let's see. I asked them if there was a Shangri-La-like area in the United States, and they showed me Sedona, Arizona. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. And they reminded me, like, if y'all remember, like, there's supposedly, like, this huge presence of, like, E.T. out in Arizona and close to Sedona. Um, There's also, like, these huge energy vortexes out in Sedona as well. Um, they also kept showing me again that there's this big underground component to the Shangri-La, which is located in the Himalayan mountains. Again, they showed me that they basically tunneled underground, um, after a period of time. They said, um, that these communities are largely, um, extraterrestrial inhabited, but they said that there's a mix of human people, like regular human people, um, They said there's a very small percentage of human people that are there that accidentally stumbled upon their location. They made me feel like the rest of the people that are actual, like regular human people are Tibetan monks. Um, And they basically showed me that like, 
you can't just be anybody to walk into this area. Your vibration has to be a pretty close match. If not, like, it's almost like the energy there would be too much for you. Okay. Um, Yeah. Um, They also showed me like a parallel in terms of their underground city to, and I hope I pronounced this correctly. There's um, an underground city that they found in Derinkuyu, Turkey. It's an underground city there that they basically tunnel underground. It reminds me kind of like an anthill. Um, Let's see. They did make a point of saying that if anybody had ever stumbled upon these areas accidentally and they were allowed to enter in the community, that they were never allowed to leave. Oh. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. When, and when I asked them, I was like, well, that is kind of crazy. Like, how often has that happened? And they said that they basically have, like, they showed me that they have these guardians um, that kind of surround the perimeter of these areas and basically will push anybody out to keep them from entering into those areas. Again, they made me feel like if somebody accidentally kind of found that place, it was on purpose and they had to have the right energy to find themselves in there. Um, let's see. <clears throat> so I asked them like why there are several locations Um, And they said that you can think of these different locations as being similar to like satellite offices of a chain, basically. When I asked them what their purpose was, um, they made me feel almost like they keep the earth in balance in some way. Um, They kept showing me like the yin and the yang and telling me like that it basically monitors the yin and the yang's energy of the earth and keeps that in balance. Um, let's see. They said that they have really advanced technology, um, and they drew parallels basically with them to, um, Atlantis and Lemuria during like their height. Um, I asked them if we would ever have like this major discovery of these areas. And they said that we might find some of the remains of the actual cities that were above ground years and years from now. But they said we're nowhere near finding any of these little areas, basically. Yeah. Um, I asked them what their purpose was. um, And again, they said that basically these communities, because of their elevated consciousness, will channel almost like this high vibrational energy into the collective consciousness. And when that happens, this further like basically raises the consciousness and the vibration of the collective slowly over time and basically as that happens it will propel almost like our minds oh are you okay yes sorry something is yeah (laughs) falling i was trying to (laughs) gracefully catch it did not happen no worries (laughs) um again the guy said that their purpose basically was to channel high vibrational energy into the collective and that helps us raise our consciousness essentially they said that they are completely self-sustaining self-sustaining um that they'll never have to leave the community for any reason um let's see i asked them like how the community actually looked and they showed me the one located in the himalayan mountains had almost like ooh, my ears are ringing Um, It has almost like this sacred geometry type of shape. It reminded me of uh, the flower of life pattern. Um, 
again, I asked them how these communities were able to be kept secret for so long. They showed me, um, it reminded me if for anybody who watched Game of Thrones, if y'all remember, um, I think it was the Ice King, how he looked. Um, he kind of just looked like this icy skeleton almost, um, but semi-human-like. They showed me that these beings look kind of similar. They just look almost like these frozen beings almost without the freakiness. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Okay. <laughs> but they're really pale white looking. Um, apparently they probably hang out like in the more snowier areas um, of the mountain ranges from what they showed me. And because of that, their pale skin tone kind of helps them blend into these areas more. Showed me that their hair was really long. Some of them have facial hair um, and that they were pretty tall and lanky. Um, let's see. So then after that, um, I started pulling out a lot of my books to see if I could find like anything mentioned by Dolores Cannon, anybody in regressive hypnosis, basically, to see if they had mentioned it. Um, and I have to say that nobody, I could find nobody in um, any present books currently um, mentioning Shangri-La with the exception of one Sylvia Brown book. Um, she said, ever since its first mention in, again, James Hilton's Lost Horizon, Shangri-La has stimulated many people's imaginations. It could be because humans dearly wanted a place like this to exist on Earth. Shangri-La is supposed to be located somewhere in the Himalayan mountains in the vicinity of Tibet. Francine, my spirit guide, says that this is a lotus-shaped city um, that can be seen from outer space. Um, she also mentioned that this could probably be linked to a certain like extraterrestrial race um, that had links to the mythical crystal skulls that were found supposedly in China. Um, she says that uh, this mysterious place is also called Shambhala by the local Tibetan inhabitants. According to its article in the Pe People's Almanac number three, it's also known as the Hidden Kingdom, where perfect and semi-perfect human beings exist, who are guided um, basically to help the evolution of humankind. And she says, I don't want to be harsh, but they aren't doing that great of a job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she said, uh, Shangri-La is supposedly protected from the outside world by both psychic shields barriers and what Tibetans call snow guardians. In the early 1900s, a British major was camping in the Himalayan mountains and saw a very tall, lightly clad man with long blonde hair or long white hair, he couldn't tell, who upon seeing him and noticed that he was being watched, promptly leapt down a vertical slope and disappeared several hundred feet below. When he mentioned this sighting to the Tibetans camping with him, they showed absolutely no surprise and calmly explained that he probably ran into one of the snowmen, as they called him, who guarded the sacred land of Shambhala. A more detailed account of the type of snow guardian was given by Alexandra David Neal, uh, who spent 14 years in Tibet. While making one of her many trips through the Himalayas, she saw a man moving with extraordinary speed and described him as follows. I could clearly see him perfectly calm and his impassive face and wide open eyes with their gaze fixed on some invisible distant object situated somewhere high up in space. 
The man did not run. He seemed to lift himself from the ground, proceeding by leaps and bounds, several hundred feet in the air. He looked as if he had been endowed with an elasticity of a ball, bouncing and rebounding from each time his feet touched the ground. His steps had the regularity of a pendulum. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's said that the people who have searched for Shangri-La are never heard from again. I feel that they were frozen in a perilous journey or else they would have decided to stay there. Ooh, my ears are ringing. Lord. Um, a monastery close by, um, which has affected its residual energy. And many who have gone there have experienced incredible healing effects. Shirley McLean visited Tibet and told me that she had felt the most wonderful, beautiful energy while she was there. Many historians believe that the Sanskrit came from Shangri-La, while my spirit guide Francine says that that came from Lemuria, which we'll discuss later in the book. Shambhala or Shangri-La is supposed to be the source of the Kalkara, the highest form of, the, of Tibetan mysticism. The one thing that gives his theory credence for me is that Buddha, whom I greatly respect as an ascended master, preached the teachings of the Kalkara to holy men in India. It states, afterwards, the teachings remained hidden for a thousand years until the Indian yoga scholar went in search of Shambhala and was initiated into the teachings by a holy man he met along the way. The Kalkara uh, then remained in India until it made its way to Tibet in 1026. Since the concept of Shambhala has been widely known in Tibet, Tibetans have been studying the Kalkara um, for at least 900 years, learning its science, practicing its meditation, and using its system of astrology to guide their lives. As one Tibetan Lama put it, how could Shambhala be the source of something um, that has affected so many areas of Tibet for so long and yet not exist? Uh, let's see. She also said, um, the People's Almanac reported that the prophecy of Shambhala states that each of its kings will rule for 100 years and that there will be 32 kings in all. As each reign passes, conditions in the outside world will continue to deteriorate until the last king saves the world by leading a mighty host against evil. This sounds like Armageddon that's taught in the Christian church. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, could the whole concept of Armageddon have been gleaned from these ancient writings and prophecies? According to the religious texts, Tibetan monks say that everything is happening just as it's written in the prophecy of Shambhala. They will not give out any information as to what is to come, for most of them have stated that we would not be able to A, handle it, or believe it. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's none of our business, they said. Hmm, excuse. Listen, I get it. Um, it says... This, um, we much do know about the prophecy that the disintegration of Buddhism in Tibet, the unbelievable materialism within the world, and the lack of care and compassion that goes throughout the world now today, and the war wars and turmoil of the 21st century seem to fall in with that that we know of that is currently known of the prophecy of Shambhala. So, long story short, y'all. <laughs> I think it exists, at least from what the guy showed me. Um, and I think that there's several different places like this throughout the world. 
Um, the only one that we know of here currently in the United States seems to be somewhere in Sedona, Arizona. Huh. Yeah. That just led me to thinking about the whole um, Antarctica conspiracy. Yeah. Yep. And that reminds me, um, they also were showing me that basically, um, like y'all remember in China, they found that huge sinkhole. Mm-hmm that contains like species of trees that were like thousands and thousands of years old plant species that they didn't even know existed anymore. They kept showing me stuff like that and saying basically that we would discover more stuff like that as the years go on. And it's going to be stuff that we are going to be basically blown away by in terms of how old it is. And we're going to discover a lot of technology that previously didn't think existed during these times now did you see the one i it may have been this morning i sent it i don't know that was all the things that have been discovered recently maybe like the weird like i think it was gosh i'm getting my stuff mixed up (laughs) like there was like it was a sinkhole but it like opened a different way oh right 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 yes yes and like all these random things that were just I don't know if it was like sea creatures and stuff I can't remember yeah it opened upward it like Mm -hmm. towards towards the sky instead of sinking downwards towards the earth and they different different things that have been discovered too recently yeah yeah very interesting Mm -hmm. and they're saying this too like right now um if you remember like remember that tiktok that was circulating basically that was giving like the doomsday map if the sea level rose oh god which one it was basically showing like that you know certain parts of the coast basically will be gone but it's yeah atlantis rising yes oh sorry i'm dropping things (laughs) sorry got too excited i'm listening (laughs) yeah it showed atlantis rising so they're basically saying like eventually that stuff's gonna rise And with that, it's going to bring on a lot of land changes from what they're showing me. And that will reveal, I think, some more of these sinkholes. There's another something that is apparently going to emerge. And I can't, it's not Atlantis, though. I can't remember what it is. Mm, I can't remember. Yeah, there's too many of those. (laughs) (laughs) But they all intrigue me. I know, right? Which also lead, brings me on my thought path of thinking about the Bermuda Triangle for some reason. Yes. Because of like the proximity that that could be in. <clears throat> and I don't know if I've told you this because I keep forgetting about it. There's a girl in one of my classes that keeps telling me, and you know, kids say random things. And I'm working with first and second graders now. Um, well, several of them have heard listen to the doors of the school like where we work we work by an external door um it sounds like somebody scans a badge to come in but nobody's there and several of them have heard that while I'm sitting there which is pretty cool um I'm not alone but this girl keeps telling me she's going to the triangle place next year and I don't know what the triangle place is (laughs) oh my god and it's giving me (laughs) it's giving like weird synchronicity vibes to me like you know how random people will come up to me and be like I made you this haunted house and I'm like oh how did you know 
And now the kids are like, I'm going to this, she's, I'm going to this triangle place. And I'm like, um, can you elaborate? She has no idea what she's, that she's going to some triangle place next year. And now that made me think of that for me to triangle Atlantis, the whole weirdness. Yes. Goodness. Well, I'm to hear the update on that. <laughs> I need to find out from dad where this triangle place is because I'm like, is that, is it Bermuda or is it like a building that's in a triangle shape? Like I have to know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I need to know things. Goodness. Well, this was my episode tonight, y'all. It's very interesting and I still have a lot of like unanswered questions I feel like, but I don't know. Same. I have to look into it a little more. Same. They were very secretive about this one. Like they told me certain stuff, but this is the first time that they basically told me that I wasn't allowed to say certain names and stuff. Is it because of the bad like energy or like juju it's going to bring in or is it because our government's going to come like black bag over your head take you away um I think just from what they're saying right now it's just not time for some of those names to be known and I guess they don't want people like poking around unnecessarily is it going to be a part of the great reveal when we're going to have the giant alien abduction that they're going to fake? Hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, too much TikTok for me. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Aliens, you know, related to that. Are we going to find out then when they have the giant? No, no, we're not going to. Okay, never mind. I... Forget I said anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, find us on TikTok, uh, Facebook. YouTube and Instagram and email us your stories at the ghosties podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Bye.